0: Welcome to the I Can Podcast, where we discuss all things blindness related, including but not limited to technology, issues and other topics. I hope you enjoy this episode. We're talking relationships and boundaries. Is complicated. Don't forget, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, such as included
1: but not limited to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the latest models of the Victor Reader. Hi, I'm Brandy Kubel. Careers Plus is designed for young adult and high school students to prepare for high school, middle school, college, and their career of choice. The goal of this podcast is to advocate and educate while fostering a sense of confidence in youth to pursue college and the careers of their choice through interactive, dynamic learning experiences.
2: My name is Anna Wisma. I'm Lex Ariola. Hi, my
3: name is Patricia Figueroa.
0: My name is Pavel Castro. Okay.
3: My name is Lisa Lloyd.
2: Hello. My name is Alexander Espejo.
3: I am Natalie Charles.
0: So my name is Aaron Espinoza.
3: Hi, my
2: name
0: is Rocco. My name is Logan Barantes.
2: I'm Charlene.
0: My name is Randy Owen.
2: Hi, my name is Anjali. I am the music composer for this podcast. Please like and subscribe, and hit the notification bell to never miss any of our
3: uploads. Now, on to our episode. This month, Careers Plus has been exploring the world of relationships. And for a lot of us, sighted and blind, young and old, the world of interpersonal relationships is a lot like taking a test. Uncomfortable, anxiety-inducing, and something none of us look forward to. Put blindness, the internet, shyness, loving, but sometimes overly protective parents, family and friends, and it can become a painfully awkward situation. Friendship, romantic, school or work, we all need to interact with each other and a friendly compass to help us navigate the social road. We begin by asking this question. What characteristics do you look for in a relationship?
2: Definitely they have to be blind um, are my preferred friends and definitely involved in the organized blind movement. So those are my two characteristics that my potential friends should have.
3: Friendly. Friendly and respectful. Honest and reliable.
2: Honesty. Kindness. Yeah, respect, reliability, like a friend who doesn't take advantage of
0: other people. I need somebody that uh, I can hang out with for hours and not say a word. And also someone I can laugh with with at the dark stuff. Having something in common with that person. You know, I I think of integrity, I think of respect.
1: Just like you guys, my first choices were like kindness and, and honesty and integrity. A good sense of humor. Somebody I can just chill with and be myself with. I don't have to put on airs. I can just be who I am and be comfortable with who I am. Somebody who's going to accept me for me.
0: It's complicated.
1: What do you guys think a friend is? Somebody you spend your time, your space with, share your feelings with. Anybody remember who their first friend was?
0: I'm going to say this. Um, kind of I'm curious if you had the same experience uh, we grew up in military families so we moved every three or four years so I don't have any friends from my childhood now I moved out here when I was 15 you know I have a friend now that I've known for probably about 16 years 16, 17 years that I consider you know uh, a friend somebody I would bring into the house somebody that I trust uh, without reservation somebody like you said Brandy that I can be myself around someone that um, I don't mind having around my family. You know, they're, they're like family to me. Yeah, that's interesting. I actually did have a similar experience. Yeah, I didn't really make friends like in school and stuff like that. It's like you kind of know everybody's temporary when you move a lot. So I've ended up with, I made like one friend as an adult that I've had for probably 15, 20 years, somewhere in there. But when I'm like struggling with anything in life um, like, I'll call him up. But he's like always there to lend a ear to talk. Or we also are interested in similar things and hang out when we can, but we live far apart now. So.
3: I was going to share that I didn't get raised in a military family, but I, on one day, I sat down and I counted all the houses I'd been in. And by the time I was 15, I lived in 16 different houses. So there was a lot of moving and some of the moves were international back and forth between Australia and the US. And uh, when you ask that question, I remember at different times having a friend. I couldn't tell you who my first friend was. And I certainly haven't stayed in contact with anybody, but my brother had a friend in elementary school. And when we immigrated to Australia, we lost touch with pretty much all of our friends, but then he reconnected with the friends um, back here in the US when he came back here and remained friends with that person. And that person, I happened to meet his wife in the last you know, seven or eight years. And I thought that was really cool, just to meet someone who had married my brother's friend from elementary school. And that's like the closest I can say that I have to a long-term friend.
1: I lived in five different places by the time I was six. My longest time was from six until I was 20 when I lived in the Bay Area from after that i moved all around on my own but i went to elementary school junior high school and high school with all the same kids so that was that was like the most stable part of my life and those those friends that i did bond with um in high school some of them i still am in contact with but not very many of them you know, I, I have a lot of them on Facebook, but, you know, the, the there's only a couple that I still talk to, even on a semi-regular basis. When I lost my vision, um, a lot of my circles changed. That's complicated. Do you think it's different meeting somebody when you're visually impaired and blind? It's harder for me as a blind
3: person. If you're um somewhere in a public place and they see you. And then they wave and you don't see the wave. And then they're like, huh, how come she didn't wave back at me? You know, it's like, well, I didn't see you. If I had seen the wave, I would have waved back. But maybe they don't really know me well enough to know that I have a visual impairment.
1: It's complicated.
0: Relationships are a necessary part of life.
3: Boundaries are a necessary part of
0: relationships.
2: What does the term boundaries mean to you? Um, So boundaries to me is whether you choose to let certain people in your life and how you choose to manage the people you let in. So if you like not, so for example, not letting toxic people into your life or not like putting up with toxicity, that kind of thing.
3: Boundary means be can kind, respect, no means no. I think boundaries are how you allow others to relate with you. Traditionally for me, boundaries have been Something that I've had to say or do to let people know that it's OK or not OK what they're doing, whether it's something they're saying or something that they're doing with their behavior.
2: Um, boundaries means to me, I think, um, knowing the other person's limits, like what you should or shouldn't do. Like, and Let's see, like I'm hanging out with my friend, like I know how to how far to take like a joke. Or like, some, like if I do something to them, like if I like, I don't know, like push them, like messing around or like, I don't know, like hit them or something, like just playfully alone, like trying to hurt them. I guess that's what it, what it means to me, like knowing your limits. The term boundaries means like anything like personal space boundaries, like don't get too close or also if you don't want someone to do something or... Like get a hold of you somehow, you had to like respect their boundaries,
3: like what they are saying.
2: When it really comes down to it, when you set a boundary, what are you doing? You're saying no. And it's uncomfortable for people, but it's part of life and it's all about so you know what to expect from that other person. I had a therapist tell me this and when it really, it really simplified it for me. And it's okay to say no.
1: It's a word that we learn how to say when we're two. But somehow in the process of our life, we forget how to say it.
3: And some people, it seems, can't hear us saying it. They can't hear no. And I was gonna say, sometimes no can also mean not yet. <laughs> um, it depends on timing, right? Because there's something about timing with this too, especially if you're deepening a relationship to another level. <sighs>
1: it's complicated. What are the consequences of not being able to set boundaries?
2: um you're gonna get taken advantage of it's gonna get keep getting worse and worse because i mean if you don't do anything if they do something they're gonna think it's acceptable to just keep taking it further and further i i think that's mainly it's just that's gonna definitely get worse if you don't just like stick up for yourself uh, emotionally i guess it would get you like down you, you you would think like what am i doing wrong why why is this person doing this to me like and you're going to start blaming yourself probably instead of blaming the other person because they're the ones breaking your boundaries um, that that you say or that you want to say but um, you might be too scared to speak up. Um, so I guess it'll turn into you blaming yourself for other people's actions. If one simple thing you don't stick up for like a small thing, you're definitely going to keep pushing and denying you or just kind of stepping all over you because you couldn't stick up for yourself with this small Uh, For the small action or item, you're definitely not going to do it when they uh, turn it up a notch.
0: It's complicated. Relationships are a necessary part of life. Boundaries are a necessary part of relationships. Giving consent is a necessary part of boundaries. What does consent mean to you?
2: To me, consent means yes to doing something that you fully agree with it. And not even just in like romantic relationships, also in family and at work.
1: Consent to me is um, having respect for myself and respect for other people enough to communicate what my limitations are and what their limitations are and to get their permission.
0: I would say that consent, at least to me, is essentially just... Uh, not just like permission, but it's, it's you know, understanding how someone like feels, like if they absolutely want to do something or if they're it's, uh, totally against something. Um, and it's understanding what a person wants, but also how they're feeling at any given time.
3: Consent means being okay with something. And I know Logan used the word permission, and I like that word a lot. But yeah, I, I'd say it's It's simply that, just being okay with something. And um, I feel like sometimes there's this assumption that people are gonna do things without asking for our consent because of being blind or visually impaired. When people assume and they don't ask for consent and they do that thing for that blind or visually impaired person, I feel like there's a boundary that's crossed and that's not okay.
0: When somebody crosses a boundary, how does that make you feel?
3: When someone crosses a boundary, I feel disempowered. I often get this feeling in the pit of my stomach. It just doesn't feel good. Um, When someone crosses my boundary, it makes me feel angry and
2: I get defensive.
0: When someone crosses um, a boundary of mine, in in short, it doesn't feel good. Um, but a long answer is, it, it it feels disrespectful to me because I ha- I'm I'm a person who has you know, who has who would who wants their you know, wishes or, or you know, whatever they would like respected. So when someone pushes past that because they think they know you better or they know better themselves, it feels like dehumanizing almost.
1: You bring up a very good point, and there's a lot of conversation about this because people feel like they don't have the empowerment to say, you can't treat me that way because they feel like I need the help. So I have to take whatever
3: people give me, and that you don't have to. You are allowed to have boundaries. If you would like more information, please visit the Careers Plus page at societyfortheblind.org. You can also email us at icanpod at societyfortheblind.org. That's E-Y-E-C-A-N-P-O-D at societyfortheblind.org.
0: Thank you for listening. Bye-bye,
3: everybody.